Welcome, I'm Cliff Hedges. This is Pastor Cliff's Notes. This is a podcast where we're studying the Bible. We're working our way through the book of Mark. Today is episode 948, and we're looking at Mark chapter 6, verses 17 to 29. Let's read the passage. For Herod himself had given orders to arrest John and chain him in prison on account of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, because he had married her. John had been telling Herod, It is not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. So Herodias held a grudge against him and wanted to kill him, but she could not because Herod feared John and protected him, knowing he was a righteous and holy man. When Herod heard him, he would be very perplexed in that he liked to listen to him. An opportune time came on his birthday when Herod gave a banquet for his nobles, military commanders, and the leading men of Galilee. When Herodias's own daughter came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his guests. The king said to the girl, Ask me whatever you want, and I'll give it to you. He promised her with an oath. Whatever you ask for me, I will give you up to half my kingdom. She went out and said to her mother, What should I ask for? John the Baptist's head, she said. At once she hurried to the king and said, I want you to give me John the Baptist's head on a platter immediately. Although the king was deeply distressed because of his oath and the guests, he did not want to refuse her. The king immediately sent for his executioner and commanded him to bring John's head. So he went and beheaded him in prison, brought his head on a platter and gave it to the girl. Then the girl gave it to her mother. When John's disciples heard about it, they came and removed his corpse and placed it in a tomb. This is the Gospel of Mark. Mark is presenting this Gospel, showing us the ministry of Jesus. He started with Jesus traveling through Galilee, teaching and healing. He gave for us several responses, positive and negative, to Jesus' ministry. Then a series of parables where Jesus is proclaiming truth about the kingdom of God. We see a variety of responses to those parables. Then a series of miracles showing his authority, authority over nature, authority over the spiritual world, over evil, authority over sickness, and authority over death. Then he went to his hometown, but was rejected at his hometown because they knew him as a child, so they could not accept who he is now. Then he sent out the twelve in pairs. And we have this section here about John the Baptist inserted in the section about sending out the twelve in pairs because afterwards we'll see them come back and report what happened. And word had reached Herod Antipas, the ruler of Galilee. He thought that Jesus is probably John the Baptist raised from the dead. So now we have this little story inserted here about the death of John the Baptist. So we pick it up in Mark chapter 6. Verse 17, for Herod himself had given orders to arrest John and chain him in prison on account of Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, because he had married her. Trying to describe the family of Herod is difficult. There are so many lines and dotted lines and broken lines, and most everybody had multiple wives and then had wives executed, children executed. It's, it's a mess. So let's begin with Herod the Great. Herod the Great was the king when Jesus was born. He had several children. One of them was Erastabulus, who 
he actually had executed about 6 BC. So Herod the Great had a son, Aristobulus, who he had executed. But interestingly enough, Aristobulus had a daughter whose name was Herodias. So the Herodias we're dealing with here is granddaughter of Herod the Great. And her father, son of Herod the Great, had been executed by Herod the Great. So that's where we get Herodias in this story. But going back another line on Herodias, she's a granddaughter of Aristobulus II, who is the king of Judah and high priest of Judah before Herod the Great came to power. This is the Hasmodean line. So she is a granddaughter of the Hasmodean king of Israel, but she's also granddaughter of Herod the Great, king of Israel. So she's got uh, some significant lineage in her. But Herod the Great had other sons, and after he died, his kingdom was divided into three pieces. His son Archelaus was the ethnarch of Judea. Ethnarch means the ruler of an ethnic people. That's about half the kingdom. So he became the ruler of Judea. Then later, a Roman governor took that over. Another son, Philip II, became Tetrarch, ruler of a fourth. And that's the area of Perea on the east side of the Sea of Galilee. And then you had Herod Antipas, who was the Tetrarch, ruler of a fourth of Galilee. That's the Herod we're dealing with here. Now there's another son of Herod the Great. His name is also Philip, but it's not the same Philip as Philip the Tetrarch. So Philip the Tetrarch, also called Philip II, is is the king of Perea. But Philip I, while these are both sons of Herod the Great, they're of different mothers. He married Herodias but he was not the king of anything. And so later, Herod Antipas and Herodias decided that they would get married. Herod Antipas wanted this because of her lineage back to the Hasmodeans, previous to Herod the Great. She wanted this because she wanted a husband who was a king of something. And so they each jettisoned their respective spouses and decided they got married, and John the Baptist was critical of this. Well, Herod Antipas's first wife was Vesalius. She was actually a princess. Her father was the king of Petra, Eratos. That was a neighboring region to the southeast, sometimes called Arabia. Actually, all the shenanigans there of kicking her to the curb and marrying Herodias actually started a war between Galilee and Petra. And it didn't go well for King Herod. And many of the Christians at the time believed that was God's retribution for how he dealt with John the Baptist. So all this is the background. Like I say, you need a, uh, a lot of dotted lines and a family tree that looked like it'd been through a hurricane. But it's a weird, weird family. That's where we pick it up here. Herod has gotten rid of his first wife, married Herodias. She's gotten rid of her first husband. 
and John the Baptist has been critical of it. And so because of that, Herod had John the Baptist arrested and kept in prison. Verse 18, John had been telling Herod, it's not lawful for you to have your brother's wife. Verse 19, so Herodias held a grudge against him and wanted to kill him, but she could not because Herod feared John and protected him, knowing he was a righteous and holy man. So Herodias, the new wife, she isn't having any of this stuff of this criticism from John the Baptist, and she doesn't have any qualms about killing John the Baptist. But Herod knows he's done nothing wrong. Not only that, he's a holy man. I mean, this, he's famous as a famous holy man, and he's afraid to kill him. Herodias, not so much. Continuing in verse 20, when Herod heard him, he would be very perplexed, yet he liked to listen to him. So he liked to interact with John the Baptist and listen to him preach. And he was intrigued by it. He didn't understand it. He didn't accept it, but he was intrigued by it. He, he recognized the hand of God on John the Baptist, but he had to arrest him because he was criticizing him. Verse 21, an opportune time came on his birthday when Herod gave a banquet for his nobles, military commanders, and the leading men of Galilee. When Herodias' own daughter came in and danced, she pleased Herod and his guests. So this is an opportune time. So obviously there's a, a plot afoot. Herod gives this big birthday bash for himself, and all the important people of Galilee are there. And Herodias has her daughter come in and dance. A lot of people say this is odd for a princess to dance like this, because dancing was considered somewhat of questionable morals, but they also add that the whole situation of this family and this court is highly immoral. But she does it with the intention of getting Herod's attention. But most historians say this is probably a fairly lewd dance, but it did get Herod's attention. He pleased Herod and his guests. The king said to the girl, Ask me whatever you want, and I'll give it to you. I promised her with an oath, Whatever you ask me, I will give you up to half my kingdom. Now, up to half my kingdom is probably a proverbial offer of generosity, so it's not to be taken literally, and she would know it's not meant literally. She's probably a, a teenager at the time, and uh, according to the historian Josephus, her name is Salome. And she is actually the daughter of Herodias and Philip, Herodias' first husband. Interestingly enough, she will later marry the other Philip, Philip the Tetrarch, ruler of Perea. Verse 24, she went out and said to her mother, what should I ask for? John the Baptist's head, she said. At once she hurried to the king and said, I want you to give me John the Baptist's head on a platter immediately. Although the king was deeply distressed because his oaths and the guests, he did not want to refuse her. The king immediately sent for an executioner and commanded him to bring John's head. So he went and beheaded him in prison, brought his head on a platter, and gave it to the girl. Then the girl gave it to her mother. So we say the mother's behind this. She's the one that encouraged the girl to go in and conduct the lewd dance to get Herod's attention, to get him to 
promise her something. And all she wanted was the head of John the Baptist. So it's the mother's request to get the head of John the Baptist. So see the mother behind this to get rid of John the Baptist because Herod wouldn't do it. He protected John the Baptist. Verse 29, when John's disciples heard about it, they came and removed his corpse and placed it in a tomb. This little segment here is just telling us what happened to John the Baptist. That even though everybody knew he was a good, righteous, holy man, he was still killed by unrighteous people in positions of authority because of their own selfishness, their own sin, and trying to hide their sin. And this also then gives the background to King Herod hearing about Jesus and thinking it's John the Baptist come back to life. Here we have this holy man speaking the same kinds of things that John the Baptist was speaking, doing all these miracles. Herod didn't want to kill John the Baptist, and now his fear is John the Baptist has come back to life. Thanks for joining me. Join me again next time as we continue working through the Gospel of Mark.